Hi and welcome to this Formula One podcast. This podcast is a part of Podcast Sports. I'm Oscar and I'm here as usual with my co-host. Hello, I'm Daniel. And we're going to start off today with looking at last race in China. Now, we got to start off with the Mercedes because they were... This season has been back and forth. Which team is the strongest? Is the Mercedes? Is the Ferrari? This race, not a doubt, Mercedes. They were better all throughout practice, all throughout qualifying, and they really cemented their top two finish in the race as well. It was a really, I would say, impressive uh, race because even though some during sometimes Ferrari was kind of close, they never actually had any chance of overtaking them, <laughs> which is. I feel kind of weird judging by how how strong the Ferrari is supposed to be. It's I was really impressed by Burma say this this uh, this race. Yeah, I feel the same way about them. But yeah, in the two uh, earlier Ferrari have been up there fighting with them, but this was a really nice win for Mercedes. Yeah, yeah, that that brings them. I can actually say that because that is. That is uh, history in the making right here. This is supposed to be an you know, equal, even season, a really tight one. But still, this is the first season that a team has won the first three races with their cars in first and second position. And that's what Mercedes done this year. They've gone on the one-two in all three races so far. And it's the first... I don't know if it's the first time in... F1's history, or if it's the first time in the hybrid era, I I will say leave that unsaid because I don't know enough about that. But they have been really good <laughs> and quite lucky, or some lucky. You think it about about Bahrain, but still they were there to take advantage of it. So yeah. you have to be up there to take take it over if someone else fails. Indeed. So moving down the grid, we have Sebastian Vettel, which finished third. And this is the first race where we really saw the Ferrari uh, leadership struggling with their team, I would say. Because now they have two really strong drivers in Vettel and Leclerc. Vettel, old, old fox by now. Uh, four-time world championship. He's supposed to be the better driver. Leclerc is supposed to be the second. He's only a second season in, in Formula One, and he was going to learn by uh, from Vettel and learn from the team, and then push on. But he started, I think, way better than any of them were anticipating. And they actually have a problem right now, where uh, I would say Leclerc does not f- seem any slower than Vettel. I would almost say that Leclerc has been the better driver so far for them, but they see still see Vettel as first, and this race they did some uh, calls that favored Vettel and almost threw Leclerc to the side, which not only didn't even finish fourth, which they were very well on the way for, but instead they put him on the different different setup, different compound of tires, and ended up behind Max Verstappen as well in the Red Bull, which instead of finished fourth, so... Yeah, yeah really, Ferrari has some problems. Yeah, I'm really impressed by him, and I really think that this power struggle could go on for the whole season, but 
Vettel has to step down if they were going to continue like this sooner or later. Yeah, I feel so. Right now, they're they're way too even to start off with to be like, yeah, he's the first driver. The Vettel is the first driver, and Leclerc has to step down every single time. Absolutely, if you think, uh, if you look at the um, the first situation in the race, Leclerc was right ahead of Vettel. He's been ahead of Vettel for a bunch of laps. They were trying to to chase down the two Mercedes, but they weren't getting anywhere. Like they weren't fast enough to track down the Mercedes. So Team Orders says, okay, Leclerc let Vettel pass, and he does so uh, slightly bedrudgingly. Sorry. <laughs> he didn't really want to do it, but he, he did it anyway. Uh, and then Vettel was supposed to give it his chance to track down the Mercedes, and it, got, uh, it didn't go faster. Uh, it didn't go that much slower either, to be fair to Vettel, but for, for, for certain, it didn't go faster when Vettel was up there. So, but And then you could think, okay, Vettel had his chance, then let Leclerc back in front because he was actually ahead. And then team orders made him go behind, but they didn't do that. They let Vettel be up front for the rest of the race, and yeah, yeah, uh, they def- definitely have a situation to solve there. Yeah, at least they didn't like drive like crazy against each other. That has happened with a few other teams in history. At least yeah. that situation <laughs> didn't happen. True. Yeah. They were well, very I think nice. That was because of the team order. To each other. Like, if you don't give a team order, it could become a power struggle between the drivers in a whole different yeah. way. Yeah. Very true. Yeah. But in good news, other good news, I think, uh, Sainz and Ricardo were actually able to finish a race. Yeah. <laughs> Which was one of your uh, things to keep an eye out for, or things you hoped for, yeah. could you say? Uh, going into this race, so yeah, maybe I missed that's nice. position there, but uh, Ricardo finished in the right position for my prediction at least. Between yeah, seventh and seventh. somewhere. Yeah, eight. He finished eight here. Yeah, yeah. Ricardo seventh, Science fourteenth. Uh, Science was involved in a in a in some trouble on the first lap with Norris and Kvyat. Both of them guys DNF'd. Not right after the incident, Kvyat on lap 41 and the Norse on lap 50, but uh, I think there was still... F- uh, it wouldn't surprise me if that was due to what happened on lap 1. But I'll let that be unsaid. I don't know how the the correct knowledge about that, but yeah. Yeah, that was a really unlucky thing, and Kvyat were punished way too hard. Yeah. Got a drive-through penalty, which is pretty much 15 seconds easily. 15, maybe even 20 to go through the pits like that uh, to slow down and everything. And looking at, I've seen many, (laughs) I've really looked into this because it felt like during the race, we never saw the uh, like science camera angle, or at least I couldn't find it when looking. So I looked it up a little bit afterwards and you can there to see coming into the corner. Kvyat loses his back end and Sainz hits uh, Kvyat's back wheel with him sliding a little bit on the inside of this corner, inside of the right-hand corner. Sainz hit his back wheel. That turns Kvyat 
towards Norris, and before Kvyat can do anything about it, he crashes into Norris. Norris half flies into the air, and then they all <laughs> race on. And I said Kvyat got the entire blame for that, but it's. Um, I don't want to say that it's because of Kvyat's reputation of being the torpedo, like it was the last time he was in, in F1. He could be a little bit reckless, like uh, last year's Max Verstappen, you can almost say. Maybe even worse. I didn't see him uh, drive those, those that time. I wasn't watching F1 at the time, so I couldn't really do a com- comparison. But, you know, I hope it's not because of that, but you never know. Yeah, it has happened in sports that you get a reputation and that, that stamp sticks with you. Yeah. But yeah, like, I don't I would say blame uh, him here. Yeah, yeah, indeed. I don't think he wasn't to blame for that crash. Yeah. It was just unlucky. Race incident. Yeah. Now, a positive news for the Red Bull was their second car of, well, of uh, Pierre Gasly. Which not only finished sixth, which is good, he has actually a problem doing that early in the season, but also that he managed to get the fastest lap. So we got that one extra point. Now that is it's only one point, but I think that can be actually worth quite a bit for Gasly. And it's just nice for him to feel like he's on top and that he's really maybe starting to get a friend become a friend with that car, getting better with it. And yeah, I'm pretty sure the Red Bull will be very happy with him. Yeah, they should be there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they... and I think the last thing I really want to talk about, China. Yeah. There, there's a few, there's many other things you can talk about, but the last one I really want to mention is Alex Albon. Oh yeah, he f- he started uh, in the pit lane after crashing out. I believe it was in. In la- was it in? It was the last practice, I believe. I might be mistaken, but I think it was the last practice. He crashed out, and yeah, it was the last practice, and he couldn't make it to quality at all. His car was too damaged. But so he started in the pit lane, and he finished in tenth, which is just an amazing race. Absolutely, considering him being a rookie. Yeah, I was so impressed by that. Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, he was really impressive. It, closing laps, close, being chased down by Rochon. I was just hoping that he would that he would stay ahead. And I believe he got helped by some uh, cars being lapped and some cars lapping them more, more than that, actually. So, but yeah, I'm really happy for him yeah, that he, he got really, that one point after really such an amazing point. race. Yeah, he, he was the one, like the best one. If you look at from that, then who improved the mess, the best? Yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to see what he can do because I didn't know much about him. I've heard of the fights. I've heard the fight between uh, Norris and Russell in last year's FB two. I was not FB two, sorry, F two Formula two. Uh, but I didn't really hear it that much about Alvin. And I've been positively surprised so far this season, and I can't wait to see what he does next. Because I've been really impressed by him. And we uh, we keep getting that situation. We get a lot of different teams in the middle positions. <laughs> yeah, 
from like seven, I love it. Six, seven to ten, some, something there. It's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's this it is another race where there wasn't a single team below the top three, of course, that got two cars in the points. I don't want to say, I'm not sure if that was the third race in a row that happened this season. I'm not entirely sure, but I think it was. Yeah, I, I really think think it was. I'm not going to say that I'm sure on that either, but yeah. I really think it it was like that. Yeah. And that's really interesting. And that's good for the sport in one way, because those people who complain, oh, it's just the same teams, like... You have, almost have to be brain yeah. dead to not see like who's gonna win and all that, or like uh, who's yeah. gonna get well, all the points and maybe we could see who's winning. But those middle positions, that's yeah. I was gonna say like the the top two, maybe top three teams. There are still like they are there. The top six positions belong to them, but the other four positions can now go to any team, yeah, which is there. really fun. True. Still Williams. Yeah, sorry, sorry for that, Williams, but that's just the harsh truth. We hope they improve. We want them to be yeah. there to make it even more yeah. exciting. Yeah, they're the only team so far to not score points this season, which I don't know what I'm actually comparing to, but that feels kind of cool that only three races in, there's only one team that hasn't scored points yet. And just that to me spells like an even playing field. Yeah, of like course, except for them, of but those places like it's really even. If you count yeah. out uh, Williams, who's going to be next to last? Like, what team is going to take that position? <laughs> Impossible to say at this point. Yeah, it's. Uh, I I love it that. Yeah, it's got to be. I, I wouldn't want. Uh, yeah. Like that, you can definitely say that they will end there, they will end there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I enjoyed this way more. Yeah. It makes it way more fun to watch this race, watch the season un- unfolding. Okay, let's move on to this upcoming race where we're heading to Azerbaijan and the Baku City Circuit. Now, this race here was first held in 2016. But that year, it was also, that was also actually part of the European Grand Prix, and it was first in 2017 that it was its own Grand Prix. Now, this track has 20 corners and 51 laps, and with its 6-kilometer or 3.7-mile stretch, it is the second longest circuit in the uh, Formula 1 calendar after Spa-Francorchamps in Belgium. Now, if you cut down, look into the track itself. In the first sector, we mainly have to see the three 90-degree corners, turn one, two, and three, which cause some, can cause some massive happenings. If you look just last year's race, many overtaking, many crashes in those three corners. They're going to be massive. Absolutely the one, turn one, coming down from the long straights. And that massive breaking point and trying trying to do something with it. So that's the thing to keep uh, keep an eye out for there. Now, moving on to the second sector, we have the castle section, which is turn 8 through 11. And you're actually going through a castle. So that's, <laughs> hence the name, 
and it's very narrow, very quick, uh, very quick short corners, and you you barely can go two two cars at width here. It's very narrow, and if you miss the entrance, you you can hit the wall and it's your race is over. So very important. Of course, these drivers are really really good, and we rarely see it happen, but it's still a thing that you need to to keep an eye out for. Then moving on to the third sector, we have the massive straight, which ends the entire lap. It, it goes, I don't even know how long it is to be fair, but pretty much it goes the entire length of the entire track on the other side. So it's it's massive. And, and cars with a strong power unit, which can really up that speed, is really going to like this. And so... One of the most interesting parts, even though it's, in a way, boring, just straight, still very interesting to see because you can see some massive shakeups in that massive straight towards the end of the se sector. Okay, now, going back to what happened last year, if you look on what happened and some talking points, and I think we're going to start off with the third place a driver, which actually Sergio Perez in a Force India. Now I'm saying this because Force India was not a top car at this point. Nowhere near her. They they were fighting for I was they were fighting for the midfield places for sure, but they weren't this good. So really impressive done by Pipe Perez then and interesting yeah. to see if he can do something similar this year in the yeah, racing. Well, while I was watching the, like videos from this that was the biggest surprise for me what what is he doing there up from nowhere yeah it's and another driver actually did really well as well yeah one of the drivers actually did really well as well was actually Lance Stroll in the Williams who actually finished eighth now the Williams weren't as bad then as they are now I would say they sadly they're even further back but it weren't a good car last year either they had some massive problems. So for them to take points, four points here from, from the Baku City Circuit, is was a big surprise. And uh, I think that's mostly down to Stroll. He, he, I think he, he uh, seems to like the circuit. So interesting what he will do now in, in a competitive car. Yeah, it would be really interesting. But we also had a lot of DNFs on these circuits last year at least. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and uh, I, Seven, I really mean a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and some yeah, stupid behavior also. Causing those. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're going to start off. We, we had three DNFs. We had Ocon, Srokin, and Hockenberg within the first 10 laps. They were just on field, just crashes and whatever. Not, not very special. But then we move on to lap 39 and the two Red Bulls, Verstappen and Ricardo. Now, if you look back throughout the race, they are they have been racing very hard in the entire race. Uh, some would even say that it, it's been stupid racing <laughs> to have been too aggressive towards a, a teammate. And, and yeah, just uh, they didn't seem that very friendly on this specific, uh, specific race. And, um, yeah, coming down into turn one on lap 30, uh, lap 40, even. Um, yeah, 
illegal move by one of them, too late breaking by the other, and yeah, crash both out. Yeah, if you see the solid race, you almost knew that something's gonna happen sooner or later. Like they were crazy aggressive in that way against each other. I'm not even sure if I would like to see that aggressive against another uh, guy from another team because it was reckless at a lot of times. Yeah. Absolutely, I would say for Verstappen in that race. And that scene, that's sad. It was a, a thing he did in the start of this last season. He was reckless. He, he was aggressive on the, on the verge of reckless in very many races towards the start of the season. And um, yeah, me being a little bit of fan from him when he started to come up with this young guy really starting racing good and then started looking at the start of last season i got less and less uh became less and less of my favorite driver because he just felt too reckless all of a sudden he wasn't that just quick reliable guy but he was just yeah just not fun to watch anymore let's hope we get to see so. late last season verstappen instead of early last last season verstappen in this race yeah or early this season, to be fair. He's yeah. been way better this season. Yeah, like, He's a way I better hope he continues driver like now. he has done this for. Yeah. Now, I think we should talk about the most comical DNF in the race. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lab 43, Roman Grosjean. During the safety car caused by Verstappen and Ricardo's crash. He's on, I think he's think he's after turn three to turn four somewhere around that on the track and he just going uh, around the track a little bit just to try to warm his tires uh and he just loses grip and hits just drops right into the wall on his own no cars around him and <laughs> yeah. i mean you can see you can see f1 drivers losing control of the cars but that's most often in in high speed you know, pressuring the car really in a hard corner, maybe a wet surface or anything like that. This was what I know, uh, not uh, nothing wet on the track. It's not been raining. And he was going slow. He was just warming up the tires and then whoop into the wall and race over. Yeah, it, ro- it looked really funny in one way. It's really yeah. strange, but it looked really <laughs> strange. Like, he just bam into the wall. Yeah. And yeah, Grosjean can be known for a little, being a little bit uneven, but he's not supposed to do that. Yeah, he shouldn't be that so. uneven. He should be able, like, in that speed he was driving, he should be able to keep the car on the track. Yeah, I'm sure he wants some payback, and I'm pretty sure actually he, he's a good enough driver, so I hope he gets some payback. Yeah, not and actually again. score maybe even score his first points this season. That, yeah. that is actually a little bit surprised. Now I'm looking at the driver's standings. He's still without points. In a in a hot car that was supposed to challenge for being the uh the fourth uh, fastest car. Yeah, like we so, were holding a house pretty high in the beginning of the season if I remember it correctly. Yeah, and uh, I think we both picked them to be the four strongest team, I believe. Yeah, so no, nope, we did not. Yeah. But yeah, still highly. <laughs> yeah, so we may be not too satisfied with their performance this far. Mm-hmm. 
yeah, I don't think they're very uh, yeah. satisfied with the performance so but, far. But uh, like uh, this season has been crazy in that way. Like they have been uh, almost every team has been uh, represented from one to place ten. Like it has been so many different teams in the positions that it's just mm. ridiculous. Yeah. Now we move on to the last DNF of the day, the most sad one. <laughs> on the 49th lap of 51 laps, oh. Valtteri Bottas coming into the into uh, the start finish straight. Uh, he hit some debris on the track, and his back wheel just exploded. <laughs> on the on the uh, TV cameras looking at the race live, it was like just it popped out of nowhere, but. Yeah, apparently there was some kind of debris on the on the track, and he was first position, first position at the time, and he was, I want, I mean, he wasn't comfortably ahead of Hamilton, which would go on to win this race, but he was still in the lead, and um, he was driving good. So I'm not sure if Hamilton would be able to pass him before the end of the race, or even if he wanted to. Um, so yeah, that was heartbreak. Yeah, let's hope he gets some for for Bottas. Yeah, I would not be sad if uh, if Bottas gets to win this race. No, oh, he, he deserves it <laughs> just just for a payback. Yeah, and if he gets a DNF, please let it be something else, and not that yeah. race in the race. <laughs> yeah, don't let it be some debris on the track on two <laughs> on the penultimate lap. While he's in the lead, like that—that's just rude. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the last thing we want to talk about last year's race before we move on, what we think will happen this year. We have Sebastian Vettel. Now, if you look at the end of last season, at the start of this, he's done a few mistakes. He's not looked at his best at all times, and I—I th- I would say that it was here that it started in Baku last season coming in from the restart after uh, the safety car after the Red Bulls were, were done uh, he started off uh, really well and it was it was the two Mercedes two Ferrari on top at the time going into the first corner Vettel went for it drove around uh, Bottas and tried to break late and just locked up away went way deep down the corner and finished out fourth instead of first and he would never get that back and he, he would actually be passed by Sergio Paris as we mentioned before before the end of the race so he wouldn't even end at the, the podium even though Bottas DNF'd and I say that was the first big mistake you can see from Vettel last season and I uh, I don't know if it, if it's something like psyche with him that uh, right now that when he's put under pressure that he, re- he quite uh, just can't quite cope with it correctly. So uh, easy mistakes come in, comes in, or if it's something else. But yeah, this right now he doesn't look like the the four time world champion. Yeah. The <laughs> but my thought, uh, if you think about his uh, pressure this season, it could be a little bit with the fact that he's not a clear number one in any way. Like he's really no. getting challenged hard. Yeah. 
I mean, Raikkonen last year, which was Vettel's teammate, is not a bad driver and he's doing amazing in Alfa Romeo this season. Yeah. But uh, he is still, he, he's the oldest, he's, he was the oldest spokesman definitely in the entire F1. And um, I mean, he's good, but he wasn't on the level to challenge Vettel. But here comes this uh, youngster, Charles Leclerc, after a really strong last season with, with Sauber. And I'm really challenging him. So, yeah, not only does he still need to fight Hamilton and now Bottas, which I would say has had his best season so far, he also has to challenge a very strong teammate in a cleric, and the Red Bull even looks stronger as well. So there, there comes challenges from all over right now. So... Yeah. Time will tell if, if he can get out of the funk and, and stop doing these simple mistakes and really show us how good he actually is. Start winning those races, start picking up the points and see if they still can catch. And maybe even he can still win the drivers or if, you know, yeah, if he really can give it a shot this year as well. Yeah. So when you're thinking about like this year maybe or and combined maybe, Actually, my fault there is Leclerc finished sixth last season in a Sauber last year here. It would be yeah. really interesting what he can do in a Ferrari here. At the same yeah. time. Like he yeah. Has there are also some, some interesting... Definitely. There's also some interesting and in a real way sad information about Leclerc. Um before the the season he raced in F2, which is now two two years ago, and he was riding there when he came to, to Baku, um, two days before the race, his dad passed. And he came into this race this entire weekend still, you know, processing uh, the death of a, of a mentor, of a, of a real, you know, he's a dad after all. So, um but going in, and he he won, I believe, the one of the qualifying, and he won the race spectacularly in F2. Coming back last season, I said he finished sixth in a car that was not that good at the time. It became better throughout the season, but it wasn't sixth-base material, I would say, at the time. So, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, so that's, a, that's really, a, really a big thing to look out for, like... Better car and like he's driving better in my opinion this far. Than last season, like yeah. he could be a real threat against the the big. Or if I call them the big guys, like they they have been up there longer than him. Yeah, we're looking at say say the Ferrari, uh, Ferrari fight so far. Him versus Vettel in the three races so far. I would say that in two of them, Leclerc's been better, and is one of them, they'll be equally as good. I don't think Leclerc has been the less driver in any of the races so far. And and I don't think he's been that far off Hamilton or Bottas either. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> I look forward to that. Yeah, me too. That, like, that, but I hope the team doesn't do the same mistake last like in last race this time. Yeah. I hope it never comes to it. <laughs> yeah, but it, so they don't it have to make well that hard decision. Because they are so good. Yeah. 
and they're so competitive against each other. Oh, not stupidly competitive, like our previous example of yeah uh, stuff like that. Not Red Bull stupid. Yeah, like uh, but still, this is a good competition in one way. Yeah, it's really hard for a team to solve that. Like who should, like who has the upper hand? Yeah. And I think, like, in a, in a way, Mercedes is going to have that problem this year as well, it feels like, because Hamilton has continued being the first driver. And, uh, like, not even questioning he was above Bottas, because he just was, which is better than Bottas. But this season, we have a new Bottas on the field. And he's been way better. And I think he's really starting to challenge Hamilton's place as the, you know, number one, like set in stone he's really starting to challenge that as well so interesting further down the line how mercedes will solve it because right now hamilton isn't the the setting stone number one that he used to be i don't think no just it, like special isn't the we have actually seen some season. humanity from him this year yeah and we've seen some superman from botas yeah exactly so this is getting interesting Two of like two of yeah. the best three te- uh, teams are having a real fight for the number one driver, in my opinion. Yeah. So yeah, and I hope that they won't. They it won't be as many DNFs this time. Yeah, you can always hope. <laughs> yeah, I'm going. I think it's the most DNF that I that I've been through in a in a race that I've, I've yeah. seen. I know some so. ridiculous races a long, long, long time ago that ended pretty bad in those yeah. ways. But this is like, I, I mean, those big crashes, you know, that has happened sometimes. Like everybody has just driving into each other in some weird way. Yeah. But uh, yeah, yeah, it was a Monaco is, Grand Prix many years ago. Now there was only three finishers. Yeah. So, so let's hope everyone <laughs> crosses the. Though I don't know exactly. Yeah. It's more interesting if more cars are there to cross the finish line. So exactly, it's. But I think um, uh, tracks like this and Monaco, uh, one or two DNFs are almost impossible to avoid. Yeah. And let's hope for, for the guys <laughs> from the beginning of the season that DNF both races. Let's keep them rolling on the track. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about Ricardo and Sainz. Yeah, those poor guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I was going to say, I'm looking forward to see Renault. Because they're supposed to have this really strong engine this season. Really good on the straight line. And then it's going to be really interesting to follow them in that third sector. To see. Otherwise, it's quite a lot stop and go in the first, the first sector. And... Then I think the more nimble cars like the Red Bull will have the advantage. But down the back straight, you know, anything can happen. And I th- I'm really looking forward to see what Renault can do and hope that they don't get more problems. <laughs> Last race, Hulkenberg had to retire after 16 laps. And before that, I said Ricardo has DNF'd in two races and Hulkenberg has yeah. DNF'd before one, as well. So. One really... Bad one, if you ask him. Especially bad one, I think. He got a Indian DNF like that, and he that messed up his whole last season. Yeah. 
yeah, I really hope that uh, this will be the first race where Renault have two cars in the points. Or yeah. n- not even in the points, over the finish line. That's the first goal. Mm-hmm. Hopefully in the points, because I think they belong there. Yeah. Uh, they are what I think is definitely up for the fight for the fourth strongest team right now. I'm uh, really hoping that so Williams, really hope that in some weird way, will have will get a point. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, that would uh, maybe uh, have to be DNFs all the way under them, but let's hope that it doesn't have to go- come to that. Yeah, that would let's be hope, amazing. Let's hope for a miracle there. <laughs> yeah. They need it. Indeed they do. Because I'm not totally blaming the drivers. They don't have the best material. Yeah, I agree with you there. Yeah. I don't think I don't think it's drivers' fault. You're looking at at what they done. Uh like I'm sure they aren't bad drivers. Like the bad drivers doesn't make it in this sport. <laughs> So, I mean, yeah. But if I have to say one guy who doesn't have a point yet, who has been the best, if those guys, it's signs. Yes. Like, I feel sorry for that guy, for that guy, in the, at least in the two first races we had. I feel, feel so sorry for him. Zero points in them. Like, what the heck? Yeah. I really hope he can get some more luck now. Yeah. I really but I mean, it is it is two DNFs in the third race. It was part of a crash, so yeah, that he got injured from. So he hasn't had a race where you can just. But he has get been racing. In my opinion, he has been good those times he has been on the track. Oh yeah, he has been like so in uh, yeah in Bahrain. It was actually challenging Verstappen. Yeah. That... Yes, that that fight ended badly for him, and he got a puncture in that. Um, in the end, ended his race pretty much. But I mean, he was he was chasing down the Red Bull, and that's never easy to do. Oh. Even if Red Bull had an off day, that they didn't have the best car for the Bahrain circuit, but still. <laughs> yeah, I was so impressed. So, let's let, let's yeah. hope for some points for him, and 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 like I said, let's hope for some points for the team Williams also. Yeah. Heck, let's hope for points for everybody. Oh, yeah, let's <laughs> hope yeah. for it. It won't happen, but let's hope for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, to be fair, say a, a one from each um, one from each um, team, DNFs, so that one from each team is in top 10. Everybody gets points. <laughs> oh, yeah, everybody who crosses the finish line. Point, a point for you, a point for you. Yeah. Like, that would nice. be very weird. <laughs> yeah, and Williams with the fastest lap. <laughs> oh, that would be a dream and a half. Yeah, exactly. Like oh, everybody would just go, "What the?" Yeah, that's actually gonna be an interesting thing. How do you get the fastest lap? Do you go for speed down the back straight, or do you go for maneuverability and the twisty bits in the start? That's gonna be interesting. Yeah, we have seen those crazy moves this far, where they go into that extra mode. Like a quality yeah. or whatever they call it. And you just go nuts mm-hmm. and you just pr- press. Yeah. They have been go in some races, they have been going off that extra point for like crazy in the top teams. Yeah. But many of they they haven't been stupid about it. Yeah. But 
they're definitely taking a chance when it's presented to them. Exactly, like they have been. Like, like Gasly in the same race, in the last race, he knew he had more than a pit stop back to Ricardo. Yeah. So he knew, okay, I can take a pit stop, I can put up new tires, and I can prep my engine to run faster for a few laps and try to get above Vettel's time, which was the fastest lap time, I believe, that Vettel had a faster time before uh, Gasly beat it and actually won the extra point. And that's so and important that's, for him. Yeah. My opinion. Yeah. He needs I think if nothing else for the for the confidence. Exactly. In a car he hasn't really felt well uh, felt at home in so far. Been a real to be able to, to pull out the fastest lap. But last yeah. last race looks pretty good for him, at least. Yeah. It's 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 go getting out it's getting there. Like he's yeah. he's getting more comfortable with the car. Let's see if it's comfortable I mean, with his track. That would be interesting. Yeah, I mean, he's still he he's still a minute slower than Verstappen over the entire race, uh, but he's definitely he's still top six. So I mean, this time he managed to race away from the midfield team. So that that's a start. So yeah, it would be really interesting to see if he can. Uh, continue this like upcoming trend for him. Yes, because he disappointed me a lot in the beginning of the season, but now it's it's getting there. Yeah, I really hope he can continue. Yeah, it was impressive last season, and I wouldn't uh, be against him success being successful this season. It would be really interesting if we could, if we could have uh, three top teams all going for the gold. <laughs> That's just a dream. Not that would be amazing. Yeah, like two teams. Okay, we were getting used to that. Like it's at least it's two teams competing about it, but three teams that would be so good. Yeah, well, actually, and more than just a few races. Like, that would be the dream. That is the dream, definitely. Yeah, where Williams can win a race ahead yeah. of Alfa Romeo. Yeah, or actually, <laughs> let, let, give us a race yeah, or a season where everybody has a chance to win going into the last race. <laughs> that's just a dream, I yeah. know. That's that, that's just weird. <laughs> that that would be an interesting race. Yeah, like everybody least. would go for a goal. But how would they do it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that would be nerve. Tactics galore. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That, isn't that like every sports dream to have that situation? Everybody could actually well, it's always. It's always more interesting. The more they can win, the more the more exciting it is. Yeah, exactly. Like it has happened Sorry. in sports. I can add that. I'm not going into the details, but it it has happened that everybody could win on the last thing. Yeah, the whole championship. Yeah. But yeah, I guess kind of cool. That is it for this for this uh, for this uh, time. If you didn't have something to add, Daniel? No, I'm I'm good. Yeah, so we will be back in the next before the next race. 
And let's hope for a really good race weekend with a lot of interesting stuff and no accidents. But next time we will be in Spain, in uh, from now counting for 14 days. Because they count uh, Friday also. But uh, yeah, it would be an interesting race on Sunday and a really interesting quality on uh, Saturday for us. But I hope you like this episode of our Formula One podcast. And uh, yeah, consider subscribing or what you call it, depending on the platform you're listening to. And thanks for listening. And I ho we hope to see you next time. Bye. Bye.